Welcome to the Crazy Prayer Ladies Podcast, a time of devotional, discussion on everyday Christian topics, prayer, and even Bible trivia, with Professor Gigi, Miss Polly Pureheart, Miss Crown Call Chosen, and the Dude. Well, good morning, good morning. I am the Dude, and we have the Crazy Prayer Ladies with us this morning. Mm -hmm. I'm going hard here. (laughs) How's it going this morning, ladies? Going good. Good morning. Morning. So this morning we're going to have um, we've been looking at a series offline about it's from deepspirituality.com and this particular devotional is written by Alexis Colvin. So we're going to share some of that and we're going to also have some discussion on that also. So the title of this series is Four Habits to Build if You Want Good Friendships according to the Bible. And it says the Bible is full of people who have learned from God how to be friends that understand, connect with, admire, challenge, and love each other. And some of the first two points were good friendship builders understand their unfinished business. They they understand that you know there's life before this friendship and how it impacts that friendship and the things in their life. And the second point was that good friendship builders initiate rather than isolate. So they try to go out there and they'll they'll seek out the relationship rather than waiting for it to come to them. And so today we're going to be looking at point three. Good friendship builders celebrate other people's wins rather than competing with them. So that's a good topic to explore. And so... For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out, beware of destroying one another. And that's from Galatians 5 verses 13 to 15 in the New Living Translation. A great habit to build in friendships is looking for ways to serve each other and make each other better. But what if we want to be the better one? When we get competitive, jealous, or critical in relationships, Galatians 5 tells us that we will end up biting, devouring, and eventually destroying each other. The the author says here, I am a very insecure and proud person, which is a deadly combo when it comes to building friendships. I want to be the best at everything and yet feel like I'm the worst at everything. So my confidence ends up coming from how I measure up to others around me. Galatians 5 in the message translation says we can depersonalize everyone into a rival. And that is exactly what I do with those in my life. Rather than seeing a friend to love, I see people around me as a thing to criticize, a body to envy, or a career to resent. This only gets worse when I head over to social media, where I see people my age or even worse, younger than me, 
getting advanced degrees, buying houses, looking perfect, and seeming happy and confident. We all do that, right? We see, oh, look at them, look what they've got. Why not me? So a good depiction of how this cycle of miserable competitiveness feels is in the song Jealousy, Jealousy by Olivia Rodrigo. Haven't heard that one, but uh, the lyrics go, their win is not my loss. I know it's true, but I can't help getting caught up in it all. Co-comparison is killing me slowly. I think I think too much. About kids who don't know me, I'm so sick of myself. I'd rather be rather be anyone, anyone else. My jealousy, jealousy. Our insecurity and jealousy make us bite and devour each other rather than celebrating each other's wins, which leaves us feeling, quote unquote, sick with ourselves. But this is not how we are supposed to be evaluating each other or ourselves. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. And that's Romans 12, 3 through 5 from the New Living Translation. The Bible tells us to measure ourselves by our faith, not by someone else's job, dating, relationship, or seemingly perfect life, but by our belief in God and his love for us. When we see ourselves the way God sees us, there is no longer a need to compare ourselves with other people. We don't need to think we are better than we really are, nor do we need to think we are worse than we really are. God put us and the people around us in each other's lives for a reason, and we each bring a unique role to the team. If we all belong to each other, that means a win for a friend is a win for ourselves. This is how we became friend, become friends who make each other better rather than opponents that try to be better. And that's very <clears throat> true. You know, it's a, we can spend so much time and energy on trying to be better than the next person. We can get a lot more accomplished as a team. And that's why there's all this emphasis on team building and things like that in the corporate world, because, you know, otherwise we don't accomplish things. What do you ladies think about what we've talked about so far? Yeah, it's definitely something that we need to um, think about. Uh, my pastor, Dave, at my church is actually doing, um, he's been doing a series on Friendemic. That's how he named the series. And actually, next this coming Sunday will be the last, the last of that series. And, you know, that's basically what he's talking about. And there is a crisis nowadays with, um, you know, loneliness and depression, anxiety and all that stuff. And it's because we've become a culture of, of, you know, let me do my own thing and, selfishness and you know not regard 
guarding other people in our in relationships and i think that's one of the reasons you know because god created us to be relational that's why when you know when um he made adam and he saw that you know it was not good for him to be alone that's what his, the the word of god says so he created a helpmate he created eve because you know we we cannot do things on our own um when there is a team and the team works together we see that either a corporation an organization even in our families if we are you know together in goals and 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 in striving to do something it gets done much much better i can tell you because of my situation you know being the caregiver to my mom i would not have survived all that i've done <laughs> without my two siblings you know because we work together and you know um, they care for her when i have to go out or when i have to do this so that's what the bible basically is telling us that um you know we need to work together we need to be in one accord and that's what he has told the church too. You know, you you can't be biting each other and 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 talking about each other because then there's going to be division and separation. Right. Okay. Any anybody else before we move along? Right. That kind of parallels with the body of Christ. We all have our uniqueness, but we all come together with that uniqueness to work together. Right. That's true. Okay. Well, we're, we um, have examples for each of these points that from the Bible. And this one is Deborah M. Barak, a friendship built on teamwork. Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, was a prophet who was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah between Brahma and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. One day she sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, who lived in Kedesh in the land of Naphtali. She said to him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulon at Mount Tabor. And I will call out Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors, to the Kishon River. There I will give you victory over him. Barak told her, I will go, but only if you go with me. And that's from Judges 4, verses 4 through 8 in the New Living Translation. And we continue in Judges 5. On that day, Deborah and Barak, son of Abinoam, sang this song. Israel's leaders took charge, and the people gladly followed. Praise the Lord. Wake up, Deborah. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up and sing a song. Arise, Barak. Lead your captives away, son of Abinoam. And that's from Judges 5, verses 1 and 2, and verse 12. Judges 4 starts with the prophet Deborah calling Barak to lead the Israelites to fight for freedom. 
And Judges 5 ends with them singing a song of victory together. I like to read this story as two leaders who respected each other's strengths. Neither thought they should be exalted over the other. Both respected and admired the other and their roles, strengths, and abilities. Though Deborah was a prophet and a leader, she pushed Barak to rise up and take the lead. Though Barak was the one called to lead, he knew he needed Deborah's help. To me, both cared more about the battle being won than about being the person on top. A victory for one of them was a victory for everyone. Imagine what you could do if you stopped envying the strengths, abilities, or even circumstances of those around you and decided to admire them instead. What could you accomplish together? And that's very true. I, I know that some of you have been in, in leadership roles and you see how that works in the workplace. And if everyone's fighting for what's mine, that doesn't work out too well, does it? Right. Or it could be the opposite. Everybody's fighting against the goal you want to accomplish. This is true. And yeah, we have to care more about, you know, the battle and, and the purpose. And because like we said earlier in this devotional, you know, um, God gave us many parts to work together. Like, you know, if we were all feet, that wouldn't work too well. If we're, you know, um, all hands, that wouldn't work too well. We, we need all these different parts because there's nobody that knows how to do everything. And if we need to look at um, the talents that we've all been blessed with and how we can use those and we should be thankful it's like oh we've got professor Gigi she knows how to do this we've got miss crown called chosen we've got miss tina we've got miss polly Pureheart. you know and 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 together it's a team right well and in today's circumstance you can see how the enemy is a very well organized team and they've got cooperation on all fronts when it comes to you know tearing down what god is trying to build up so you know like polly said you know we need to be more organized and i don't know um bold in their their setup we've got to be even stronger with ours and our foundation being prayer and then the Lord putting the right people in the right places. But we just have to have our spirits open to hear obedience to go and do just being able to hear because they are very organized. They have a lot of cooperation, a lot of team work. Mm-hmm. with their plans and and they're powerful <laughs> yeah right yeah. and they're also showing that there aren't as many of them but they have more power yeah. so that should tell us something and i think it's something that we've read recently you know if we were to just get together and do things we have this small percentage of people that are accomplishing all this so if we all got together what could we accomplish breaking down these barriers i mean it's hard because it's romans one right now 
it is a real difficult, but we know that we do have the victory. So that's, you know, part of the fire in our belly. But sometimes those rocks are so, and it's like, how are you, why are you believing that? Why is this even part of our discussion in the 21st century? Because they're organized, because they're perfectly placed and are slowly tearing down. But truth wins, you know, being connected, being focused on the objective, like in teamwork, we know we got to get there. We know part of getting there is saving souls. We know what our marching hours, our orders are. We just have to keep going, connect and keep going, connect and keep going. So there's some questions at the end here on, um, it's called pause and reflect. And please, especially this first question, you don't need to answer this right now. It's something to think about, <laughs> but who is someone you are jealous of or competitive with right now? How can you choose to admire them and work toward a greater purpose together? And these are, you know, good for you, those of you listening um, online also. And finally, what would it look like for you to see yourself the way God sees you? And I think he sees us, you know, differently than we see ourselves because he created us. He knows what our strengths are. And we don't always see those partially because of things like self-doubt, but partially because the world tries to beat us down and they put the wrong messages in your head, you know, and we, and we see that with um, the youth out there now, you know, it's, they get the message of, you got to look like this. You got to have this talent. You got and, and, and so we have a much higher um, teen suicide right now because they feel like they just can't measure up. And, and really there's nothing wrong with them, but they're just listening to these messages out there. Well, you know, in that first question, and I really, and I'm, I'm trying to say this carefully because I really have to really think about the who am I jealous of because I I don't carry the spirit of jealousy, um, but then I may unknowingly. <laughs> right. Um, I think we all have a little bit of that. Right. Well, I guess if the truth be told, I mean, a little bit of us all are a little bit jealous of Jesus because he had that perfect relationship. He, You know, he's right there, right? He got to see everything from the beginning. It's like, man, that is so, yeah. I want, yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little bit, a little bit. I, you know, because it's a whole, you know, it's a big old task. To right. get where he, you know, he had to go through, but a little bit, yeah. I want, and I think that's what we all strive. We just really want that. Or being I want that. I want to be in perfect peace. I want to be in his sight. I want to, you know, have that manifestation 24-7. I but do I really? <laughs> Mm -hmm. right yeah. so yeah i'm like you i you know i i try not to have i mean i aspire 
you know, if I was a great tennis player, I would aspire to be as good as the Williams sisters. If I was a chess player, if I was a swimmer, if I, you know, those were my special skills. I think as someone who likes to make people laugh, I think I would like to be, um, I admire the skill and ability of Carol Burnett, keeping it clean and bringing the joy. Oh, wait a so, minute, Carol Burnett. Now I know you, you got some Carol Burnett in you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that, that kind of, that, so it, not a jealousy, but an admiration. Um, and, you know, not even idolization because that's, you know, I'm like, she's had her own burdens. I got my own burdens, but right. I can appreciate what she's brought to bring joy to people. And if you were to ask those people you just aspire to be, they would want to um, be like you in some form or fashion. Yes, unknown and undetected. <laughs> but it's true though, you know, because you look at like these famous people and think, oh, look at this glamorous life they have and they have all these cars and this house and stuff. And some of them would just like to just, oh, can't, I'd love to just get away for a day and go someplace without the press all over me and stuff. So, so you know, it's, it's all perspective, I guess. Well, that's my mom raised us to be like, hey, look, that person puts their shoes and their pants on one leg at a time. So don't be, you don't know what's going on in somebody. It may look all sweet on the outside. They got a cistern of cisterness in their real life. That's so. true. That is true. So I just wanted to take a minute on that last question because that's very interesting. What would it look like for you to see yourself the way God sees you? Do you have you ever thought about that like okay well hmm, what do i look like to god i mean you know god created you for sure right so um you know like they say god doesn't make junk you know he knows what he's doing i always think of like a, i've never had children but when you have a baby and you see that baby for the first time and you get to hold that child i like to think that that's how God, you know, views us so precious. And even with the poopy diapers, which are everyday mistakes, and, you know, that he's still like, oh, okay, but you know what? <laughs> I mean, we, we have to remember this, you know, that God loved Jesus. Jesus is his son. And yet he was willing to sacrifice him for us so we have to have value to him we you know it has to help us with how we look in his eyes we're we're, we're not inadequate and things like that to to him we have real value yeah we do he made us he's he made us perfection he made us we introduced imperfections. So, and then when we introduce the imperfections, it makes at least me feels like I could do better or 
I failed you and I got to do better because you made me, you loved me so much. You gave your only begotten son to die for us. And how we can never repay what he's done. So we, so me, I, I have to keep examining myself and Sometimes the Holy Spirit will nudge you and say, oh, that's not right. You know you shouldn't have said that. You know you shouldn't have done that. So I'm constantly kind of rechecking and brushing off. And and, and then I, 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 I wonder what God is looking at when he sees what I've done or what I've said. And I feel like I disappointed him and I have to get back on track. So it's like a, a constant everyday thing with me. I don't know about you all. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, we um we all fall short, you know. Yeah. But we also have that hope through him and we know that he loves us and wants the best for us. And um we also know that he does not expect perfection from us, thankfully. And so we just have to, you know, when we do fall short, we just have to um, get back going again and go back towards the goal and just don't give up. Strive. You have to strive. The race is not given to the swift. And it is a narrow, you know, this is something that's been coming up in my Bible study. It's the narrow path. It's a narrow path. It is a narrow walk. It is. It's a narrow walk. So being popular, having a lot of friends, with uh, Sometimes you can only get there one by one. Well, I like what um, you said when you said, use the analogy, you aspire to be like the tennis player or Carol Burnett. I think that we should aspire also to be like Christ. Most mm -hmm. of yeah. Yeah, that's our ultimate goal. To be like Christ. Amen. And let me just read this verse, 1 Peter 4, 8 through 10. It says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received the gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So we don't use our gifts for ourselves. We use our gifts to serve one another and um that that takes away the selfishness you know and i think um if all of us as the body of christ thought that way and we strove to be like christ you know there'd be less strife and less wars and less you know grumbling or whatever um in this world and especially in the body of Christ. You know, if we did that. Amen. That's what I what I Very believe. True. Okay. Well, if nobody has anything else, let's take some prayer requests and go into prayer. Well, I pray for, of course, love God first, that everyone loves God first, and that we love one another. And Amen. again for our children. Keep our children lifted up in prayer and the people that are their caretakers. 
that they're imparting the knowledge of Christ upon them, that or they're being exposed to someone if they don't know that knows about Christ who can minister to them. We're about trying to win souls and not lose them. And that's what Christ wants us to be. The salt of the earth, the light of the earth. Amen. And health and wealth. Not health and wealth. Well, I keep saying that. Well, wealth must be part of this thing here. Health, mental and physical, and um, not only for us on our on this line, but our family members and those that are out there listening to us. Amen. Okay. And he just brings comfort to those who are, there's so much loss, loss of life. People are going through so much grief and despair and the, you know, the time of sorrows is upon us. And now he would just bring comfort to those who are crying out to him, who their hearts are just so burdened and broken. Um, and that he would hear and have mercy upon them. Let us uh, go to God in prayer then. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us, for, for loving us so much that you were willing to give your only begotten son for us. And Father, help us when we look in the mirror to see that reflection back of how you see us, of of how happy you are with how you created us. And you knew what you were doing when you made us father and you've made us to be not perfect, but you've given us who we need to be father, how you designed us to be and help us to um, just remember that you designed us the way you want us. And you've created us that way and help us father to remember that um, we need to love you first father and but also to love one another in the way that Jesus displayed to us when he was on earth his love for others and father we lift up our children in prayer because they are under attack daily from spiritual forces and the forces that are subtly trying to distract them from the truth and to offer them things that they're looking for. But we need to help to protect them because they're not always seeing things right. And be with those who are caretakers and looking out for our children and the family members that help them and their friends. And we need father to, be the, the salt and the light of the earth. The earth definitely, people of the earth need um, the light. They're in darkness. It's getting darker and darker. And we just need to work that much harder to to get your word out there and um, to just reach those who may have known about you but have strayed away or those maybe that haven't heard about you. And um, equip us for that task, Father. We pray for the health of each one here and our family members and those listening to this, that um, they will have mental, physical, and spiritual health. And, Father, there are many who 
seems like more that are experiencing loss of lives in their families. And we ask that you would comfort them, help us to, to be there for them and help us to turn to your word, Father, because everything we need is there and that will certainly be our comfort. And um, Father, we see just extremes in the weather in different places in the world. We, see the heat in India is affecting many people. We see the different hurricanes and volcanoes and just very severe, unusual weather, Father, for some areas. And we pray for protection for people in those areas. And, Father, we pray for the um, the people in that submarine. I believe they have not found them yet, Father. And we pray yeah. at, for a miracle there that they are able to be found and um, that they may be returned and just be with each one of us, equip us, um, help us to prepare for the spiritual battles that are getting more and more every day. Father, Father, we love you. We um, glorify you. We honor you. And we know that you love us. And anytime that we're feeling maybe a little down or doubting ourselves, Father, help us to remember that the great I am loves us. How, what can be better than that? You know, and we ask that you would open our hearts and eyes and minds to the opportunities you put before us today and that you bless us no matter what it is that we are doing today. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 That was Amen. That was that was um we needed that. I mean, I think you need every prayer to be honest with you. But you know what? For the prayer, and um I'm gonna say God be with you till we meet again, and I love you, and ain't nothing you could do about it. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent, one from another, in Jesus' name, amen. I believe, and if Miss Crown Call Chosen were here, she would finish with Indeed. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Prayer Ladies Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Send your prayer requests to CPL at crazyprayerladies.com. We also have live Bible study led by Miss Crown Call Chosen every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. For more details, email cpl at crazyprayerladies.com. Join us again next time for the Crazy Prayer Ladies podcast.